Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. We appreciate you joining us here, Patrick. And while the hey. while the U films, the U and the U part two, Billy Corbin, he's a UM guy. He's he's here and uh, uh, it's slanted in, in favor of UM. I, I don't think I'm not under the impression that that's going to be the case here with the movie tomorrow night, even with you being a, a Notre Dame alum. I feel like it's going to be a story. uh told closer to down the middle well can you can you i guess uh let everyone know here if i'm right or not coming from a notre dame alum making this film yeah by the way thanks for having me um i think billy's a great filmmaker i mean his movies are really really entertaining not just the not just the you films but a lot of his work is just really really great um but no i mean i i did go to notre dame i i don't think this is this is not as 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 rah rah Notre Dame, I think, as as the U films are for Miami, and that's not a that's not a I'm not slamming anybody. It's just that this is kind of more of a a documentary film, more in the traditional sense. Uh, I mean, it's definitely I, I was a senior at Notre Dame during that Catholics versus convicts game. My roommate was one of the guys who made that infamous T-shirt. So I, you know, I'm in the story a little bit, and I tell it from my perspective. But look, the truth is that game was one of the shining examples of what college football can be and what it should be. I mean, it was just one of the great games of all time. Uh, and so we tried to tell all the different stories that were going on, you know, before and after the game and, and what happened on the field and what happened with that T-shirt and the fallout from the T-shirt, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of film maybe than the sort of thing that Billy would do, but it turned out really well. It, it, it was uh, it was a great uh, it was a great project oh. and really a good film. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't want anyone to confuse what you're saying or what I was alluding to as far as uh, you know the U films being raw raw because I mean us down here when we watch those U films like we're watching those documentaries and we are cheering like we want them to be oh, yeah. to be raw raw and uh, oh you yeah. should be yeah They're awesome yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I wonder, you know, you know, in in your film again, which premieres on ESPN right after the Heisman ceremony tomorrow night, ESPN thirty for thirty, Catholics versus convicts. Can you tell us? Uh, okay, so your roommate he comes up with the idea for the shirt. Like, what is that scene like? Are you just sitting there in in your dorms? Like, hey, uh, let's make a shirt. How does that go down? Well, you know, it all it all basically started in '85 when we came down to Miami and Jimmy Johnson and and the, and the guys just toe tagged us. Uh, you know, it was a 58 to seven uh, blowout, and that was really the beginning of <clears throat> some genuinely hard feelings from Notre Dame toward you know the Miami community and the Miami team. So three years later, Lou Holtz is now our coach, and you know we're good. We're undefeated. Miami's undefeated. You guys are the returning national champs. We're we're really on our way, and we're having a good time. And uh, and it, you know that it's about to become a really really good. It's, it's, it's going to be an epic showdown. And in the midst of all that, that is when there were two players from Miami who got into some serious trouble. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's alluded to briefly in the film, but there was 
One player had, uh, was arrested for selling some cocaine. Another player was arrested for um, grand theft auto. And it was, you know, it was big news. And so one of our buddies was watching that on SportsCenter, and that's when the idea hit him. He said, look, we should make a T-shirt for the Miami game, which is still, you know, weeks away. But we should make a T-shirt and we'll say Catholics versus convicts. And, I, you know, I, I remember thinking that's, that is so foul ball. Really? <laughs> that's, like, not cool. Yeah. No, I thought it was terrible. You know, my buddy, my, my roommate, Pat Walsh is his name. He's my best friend. You know, I went to high school and I lived with him in Notre Dame. He made dozens of shirts, a lot of really good ones, but that shirt I never wore. Both he and I really didn't like it, but another friend of ours came up with that idea and talked Walshy into, into making it and putting that shirt into production, and the thing just blew up. I'm kind of interested but, you to know, find to this, out. To this, day, to this day, that shirt really makes me very uncomfortable. I, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's cool. I think it's really mean-spirited. Personally, I, I like the shirt, and and I would probably I would probably proudly wear one to tell you the truth. And I think a lot of the football players have that same sentiment down here at Miami. Is hell yeah, we we're, we're badasses. Like we weren't. You're not going to get us at the pew on Saturdays and Sundays. You know what I mean? Thanking the Lord for for everything that we've received. No, we we were a bunch of badass dudes. Like we 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 didn't play by the rules. We were we were very unconventional, um, and, and our leaders let us be that way. But I, my question is, is there any of those original shirts lying around? Like, could you ever yes. scrounge in any of them? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're out there. They're hard to find. By the way, I was not in the pews on Saturday and Sunday either. I, 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 you know, I was not praying all, the, all weekend long. I'm praying a little bit these days. Believe me, at 4 and 8, we have a lot of soul searching that we're doing up at Notre Dame right now. But, um, no, there's a few of those shirts around. I think they sold around 3,000 of them. They could have sold 30,000. Did you ever I mean, wonder if was, you were going to get in trouble, if you or your buddy were going to get in trouble, or or were, did people love that you guys made the shirts? Actually, you know, it's funny you say that. That's a big part of the story. That That's actually a big part of the film. My, my buddy, Pat Walsh, um, ended up paying a very, very high price for that shirt. Uh, and it's something that we look at in, in, the, in the film. And it's, it's sort of, this is a funny movie this is a suspenseful film it, it really puts you right back in the moment but if there's one thing about the movie that's pretty heavy it's the story of the, the shirt and what happened with my buddy wow um and i don't want to get into i don't really want to give it away yeah, yeah i don't yeah. want to give any spoilers yeah but um you know he had a dream to become a walk-on at notre dame to play basketball at notre dame that was his dream since he was in second grade and that dream and his T-shirt business ended up colliding, and and it was heartbreaking. And I, I, I again, I don't want to give anything away, but I mean, it was heartbreaking, and it, it's very emotional for me to this day. When the guys at Thirty for Thirty asked me if I was interested in making this film, on the one hand, look, I mean, who doesn't love Thirty for Thirty? Right. I mean, I've been making documentaries a long time, but Thirty for Thirty, I think, is the gold standard of documentary filmmaking. Not not just sports documentary filmmaking. I think it's the gold standard of documentary filmmaking, period. I mean, their movies here are just, they're sensational. And I'm not an ESPN employee. I'm, a, you know, I'm an independent filmmaker. My wife and I make movies. That's what we do for a living. So they reached out and said, hey, you want to make a Notre Dame movie? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, what do you have in mind? Catholics versus convicts. I mean, my heart skipped. I was like, yeah. Let me call my buddy Walshie. 
let me let me let me talk to him see if that's cool and and so listen this is like i said this is a really fun and entertaining movie but there is a there is a there is a little moment of there's a thread of the story that that's somewhat heartbreaking and um and and then we get through that you know and then it, first and foremost it's a college football um film right. that, that's what this is but um um yeah i mean that story it was. It's been in the end of the day. It's funny. There's two guys. There's two guys who 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 have, you know, spent a good chunk of their adult life thinking about that day. One is my buddy Walshy with the T-shirt, and the other is Cleveland Gary. Yep. Because as, as you guys know, the, yep. you know the phantom fumble. Yep. I mean, Cleveland Gary. He said to me first of all when he walked into the room when we were going to edit him at the, when we were going to, you know, shoot him the day of the interview. He didn't even say hello. He walked up to me, and he put his arms around me <clears throat> and hugged me. Now, that's a Cleveland Gary man hug, <laughs> what that was. He's a big dude. He's in great shape. He's a very warm, generous spirit. And he said, he said thank you for asking me to do this. I've been waiting 27 years to tell you about that play. Because he wanted, to, to, get a lot, he wanted to get it off his chest? He, he had to get it off his chest. That phantom fumble, that play has haunted him. He says in the movie that was the greatest, that, that, was the, the, that, that was the most difficult loss that I've ever experienced in my life because that was his moment. He has a national championship ring. I believe he got one in 87 the year before. It was either 87 or 89. You guys won him, obviously, in both years. He was on the 87 team, but he wasn't the star. In 88, that was his team. That was his national championship ring that slipped away on that play. And so we look at that really intensely. We we look really closely at that play. Every single person involved in that play is in the film. And I'll tell you something, and I I don't know if this is going to play real well with your audience. Go on, go on. there's, There's two things. One is that we look at it, I mean, I'm very objective. Again, not, I'm, this is not a knock on Billy Corbin. I really, I, I genuinely like his work. I looked at that moment of the game as an objective documentary filmmaker. I was not, I didn't have my Notre Dame hat on when I was cutting that scene. I mean, I really looked at it. In, in fact, some of the Notre Dame guys were like, dude, whoa. They wanted <laughs> like, it to be more slanted toward Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. What's that? what's that? They wanted it to be more favorable to Notre Dame. They just, I think you look at that play and it's like, hmm, that's a, whoo, that's kind of a, that's a, that's a close call. I mean, that's, hmm, we really, we really got a little lucky there. However, that play happened at six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. There's still a lot of football left. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's not like if that play goes, if that call goes the other way, they win. Right. I mean, that, that would have, that would have cut the lead to one point. Six and a half minutes to go, probably go for one, you know, tie it up, and then we see what happens. But, no, Notre Dame got the ball back, and then we fumbled a few minutes later. And with 51 seconds to go, there's another very close, questionable call that didn't go Notre Dame's way. 
the film sounds think- awesome. I mean, we're we're all we're <laughs> like like we're and again like I, this is what I said to Brett and to Amber. Like I'm pretty sure even though it's coming from a Notre Dame alum, like I. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a slanted perspective. I think we're all down here still going to really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a love letter to college football. This isn't Notre Dame's awesome and you guys suck. <laughs> right. I mean, that's not the movie we made. Right. I'll tell you the one thing about it that, that I – the biggest takeaway for me in the experience of making this movie, these things take like a year to make. I mean, and you, and it's not just an eight-hour-a-day thing. Like, I go to bed at night thinking about the story. I wake up thinking about the story. I mean, it's, it's an intense process for my team and I. And one of the biggest takeaways for me is, and I can't believe I'm even going to say this, uh, on the air in Miami. Go but, on. <laughs> I mean, you got to understand, as a senior at Notre Dame in 1988, Jimmy Johnson was the antichrist. I mean, he was like the devil. I mean, we hated, I hated him. I hated Miami. I hated what they did to Jerry Faust in 85. And guess what? Jimmy Johnson, who's in the movie, and I spent a lot of time with him. He, that guy is awesome. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what to say. I mean, Steve Walsh, Cleveland Gary, Leon Searcy, possibly one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Those guys are all in the movie. Bill Hawkins is in the movie. Um, there's a bunch of Miami people in the movie, and that's fantastic. Patrick, you, I mean, lo- you love the Hurricanes. Guys. I can tell. You love the Hurricanes. You love University Listen, of Miami. You know what I love? You know what I love? I love the fact that when I was in college, I had, and you know, Notre Dame had, like, the ultimate rival. There was the ultimate showdown. And that's you guys. You know what I mean? And I think we represented something unique to you guys. I mean, we, we were the ones who broke that 35-game uh, regular season winning streak or whatever, might have been 36. Um, without, I'll tell you, without that game on October 15, 1988, you guys in Miami do something that still has never been done in 135 years of college football. You guys walk away with a three-peat. Well, an you ex- won it in 87, you won it in 89. That game in 88, that just that didn't just have implications for the season of 88. That had implications. That, that's like historical college yeah. football best team ever implications. Look, if, if I anyone, it, I this, would tell you, Patrick, yeah. like, like if, anyone, if anyone's on the fence about watching the film, uh, you have done an excellent job selling it, I would say. <laughs> you know what? I love what I do, and I, and I, and I genuinely – I'm honored to, to be and to become another 30 for 30 filmmaker. I absolutely love – the work that they do here. I love Billy's films. He's one of the most well-known and respected filmmakers in the 30 for 30 family. Um, and I, this, listen, this isn't the you part three. It's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to tell you on that. It's just a great story about uh, the game that we love so much. Good luck with it. We're going to be watching. We appreciate you joining us this morning, Patrick. Thank you. So tomorrow night, right after the hike, yeah. in the movie plays. Yeah. I hope you guys can watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks, okay, Patrick. Take care, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey guys, That's bye-bye. Patrick Creighton. Catholics versus convicts again right after the Heisman. Uh, that dude could talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.